Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of King Reflections. I'm Daniel Oliver, your host, a graphic designer and a person trainer by trade and starting to do my life coach course at the moment. So today I want to talk about how I'm donating to Southern Youth and Family Services and I don't really talk about this or express this or expose this as much as I guess I should um, within my podcast and within um, my King Habits episodes on my Instagram, IGTV um, and Facebook and stuff. So I thought I might do an episode of expressing why I wanted to donate money to the Southern Youth and Family Services. Southern Youth and Family Services. Now, for those who don't know what Southern Youth and Family Services is, it is an organization down here in the Illawarra, um, and we cater to anyone under the age of 24 that is homeless or at risk of homelessness. Um, and Obviously, we help with the youth um, and with the families, providing them counselling um, and other services as well. Um, so, for example, if there is a, a, a client that is homeless, we help them to find housing. Uh, we help them with uh, basic necessities. Uh, we help them provide uh, find a job. Um, we provide uh, courses uh, so that they can get, you know, work in a barista or um, in a pub or anything like that. So... It's a massive service all over the Illawarra and we expand from, um, I think, Helensburg down all the way down to Nara and even out all the way out to Goulburn and Queen Beyan. So it's a, it is a massive service and I didn't even know it existed until I started working there as a personal trainer. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's quite massive. I still don't know a lot of the people that actually work within the organization. So that's how massive it is. <laughs> Um, and of course, I'm just the personal trainer, so I don't really interact with other of the social workers and any of the other um, workers that, you know, work behind the scenes to keep it alive. And it, it is a massive, um, massive contribution to the community um, in providing services that the youth uh, can actually access quite easily and um, and get the help that they actually need. Um, and part of me donating 30% of the proceeds of, um, all the merch on the website is because I've always wanted to, uh, with my, you know, I've always wanted to run my own business in a sense, but I wanted to run a business that had a great meaning behind it. And to back up that meaning, obviously have a donation or a, a charity that I can donate some of the money to. Because um, I've always believed in providing back to the community. Um, and of course, like I'm not a social worker and I don't feel that I have the best of skills to um, or even education or qualifications to, uh, I guess, intervene um, to help people as much as I would like to. Um, so I decided, you know what, I can donate money. My only thing is I don't have a lot of money, so to speak. So I'm going, well, how am I going to generate that money? And I'm going, well, of course, I can run my own business. Um, and of course, I wanted to start my own clothing line. And most people think, oh, you know, he started his own clothing line because he wanted to be cool and wanted to keep up with the trends with because most PTs eventually start their own uh, their own clothing line in a sense, their own sort of fit wear. <laughs> um, but I've I tried to avoid um, not completely avoid, but decided not to go to the fit wear niche. Um, I wanted to focus on just casual wear because I wanted to attract, obviously, the young people um, 
as much as the um, mid-30s target market. Um, so yeah, most people probably think that I do it for, you know, to be cool and to get some extra money in, but I actually haven't earned actually an actual profit. Like I say on one of my Instagram um, posts, it has the three slides if you go on my Instagram, which I'm going on right now just to see, um, just to express my point. So if you come down to um, the financial year post that I have, where is it? Where is it? Ah, here it is. Okay. So I put up on the, what date was it? Doesn't even say a date. Okay. Uh, I put up the financial report for 2019 to 2020. So after July. And so what I would, I would say is profit was uh, the amount that I could, um, the amount that was after all the expenses, you know, like in a, in production of a shirt. So, for example, in complete transparency, I charged fifty dollars for a double printed T shirt, and that's front and back because it cost uh, at the moment I think thirty four dollars and eighty two cents for a double printed black T shirt. White is a bit cheaper, I believe. Um, so I charge fifty bucks. So, um, you know, sixteen of that roughly, or fifteen dollars of that, is what I get after. So somebody purchases a tee for fifty dollars, I then go to the production because I do one at a time. It prints one at a time. I don't bulk buy because I can't afford to bulk buy a massive amount of tees um you know and they only most companies do you know minimum order 50 i can't afford to fork out you know 1500 bucks and that's just for each design like if you want um you know a black tee with one design that's i don't know what's 50 time well let's just say it cost about <clears throat> so let's say i want 50 tees and roughly they cost for a black probably about let's just aim for 15 so that's 750 bucks to for wholesale price printed of double t's if you go to a normal printing service well not a normal service but a, yeah, a printing service for and that's just one black tea now i offer uh with each design uh you know a men's tea a men's tank a women's tea a women's tank you know kids tea um and the hoodies uh, i've got kids hoodies uh and unisex hoodies for uh, males and females adult males and females and if you add it all up, so let's just say that's like six. And of course, they're going to cost different. So for one design, for six different cuts, so for example, the men's, women's, and kids, uh, hoodies, T-shirts, and all that stuff, and the tanks, um, you know, 750 is for, like we said, $15 for men's black tees. A hoodie might be 20 bucks, So that's an added extra however much. <laughs> Um, but it comes to about 5,000. So 4,500 4, has got here if, if it all cost 750 for 50 copies. Um, and that's just for one design. But I've got a, quite a few designs. So I can't afford to uh, fork out thousands of dollars to bulk print and bulk buy. So I, I use a service down in um, Melbourne and they're called um, Print Locker. And... <clears throat> They do one print at a time. So, for example, somebody coming to my site, they'll purchase a tee um, for 50 bucks. I then get that money and then I use that money to then purchase the tee and it's 
let's say 30, $34 for a black double print tee. So yeah, it cost $30 to get it printed uh, and produced. Then that rest of the $15, um, so Shopify obviously take a little percentage of that transaction. So like a little mini transaction fee. So I lose about $1.50, $2. So then I'm left with, let's say $13. Uh, that then $13, well, from that $15, sorry, um, before I actually take out the 30% before uh, the Shopify take out that $2. So $4.50 of that goes to Southern Youth and Family Services. So uh, 15 take away 14.5, it's about $10.50. Take away $2 because of the service fee of Shopify. And that is roughly I get about $8 and a half or, you know, $9. Eight to nine dollars of profit. So when I say profit, back to the whole concept of profit. <laughs> when I say profit, that's what I mean by profit. That that mini eight dollars or nine dollars. If somebody uses a twenty percent discount, so for example, if they get a fifty dollar tea and it comes down to forty bucks, um, again the pro the the amount to uh, make the shirt stays the same. So forty minus the thirty five uh, to make the tea, I'm left with five dollars, and then of course. Um, uh, 30% of that goes to Southern Youth Family Services, so that's $1.50, and then I'm left with um, $3.50. And again, $2 of that goes to that transaction fee for um, Shopify, so I'm left with like a dollar, <laughs> a dollar profit. So when I say profits uh, on that poster, it says, you know, profit or income, it says $1,722.82. Uh, $1 that's what I earned, or the profit that came, the income that came in during the 2019 and 20 period, financial year. And then if you look at my expenses, um, there it has 7,000. So that was anything to do with printing. Um, I actually got my trademark done last year. So that's why that one, that that year was really high. Um, and that was out of my own pocket. Um, so obviously it's not out of, I didn't earn enough <laughs> that year to actually pay for the trademark. Um, and then you can see the donations underneath, which was $767 was donated to Southern Youth and Family Services. Um, oh, sorry, $767 in total was donated. Uh, $463 of that went to Southern Youth and Family Services and $304 of that went to Talk To Me Bro. And the reason why there was $304 that went to Talk To Me Bro is because I've got a Talk To Me Bro collection um, and that any profits on that proceeds go straight to um, straight to Talk To Me Bro. So, so you can see that I don't uh, earn a lot from this business. Well, I don't like none of the money goes to me at all. So it doesn't pay for my bills. It doesn't pay for food on the table, and none of it goes to me at all. It goes straight back to the business. Um, and again, I fork out out of my own money to run the business, if that makes sense. And this is just a, a point to make. Um, sorry for all that jargon and all that muffle stuff. That's just just my point to say that I'm not in this game or in this, um, well, yeah, this game to make myself look cool or, you know, it's me a way of expressing myself and a way to give back to the community um, as the best way that I know that I can. And I've always believed in self-expression um, and I've always believed in having a, a, a actual cause um, that... I can see an impact is making it on the community and, and, and in the front of my eyes. Like I, I, I don't really tend to excessively make 
donations to organizations that I can't see in front of my eyes what's going on. I like to see a personal impact. I like to see an impact that I can visually uh, see. And working in 70 Family Services, I see day in, day out uh, the clients that are personally impacted and their lives are then put on a much better path from what they came from or where they came from. Um, so I see that firsthand, not so much in depth as a social worker because I'm not a social worker, I'm just the personal trainer there, but seeing firsthand and interacting with these clients and just hearing a little bit of their stories and what's going on, especially with our broken system of the government and homelessness, um, it, it made me realize, you know what, this is a great cause that I should and need to donate to. I feel I need to donate to them. Uh, so when I first had this initial idea to create a clothing line, that was just the, the forefront of it, the start, the surface because eventually I wanted to branch it out into a lot more things than just a clothing line. So as you can see, I've got my podcast, I've got my Instagram, a uh, little snippet of King Habits too, as well, sorry. Um, and I'm now incorporating my life coach with my personal training and I've created a King Development training program. So you've got now this information or this, this access to services in a sense, small services, <laughs> my PT services, which at the moment we're running classes to uh, half, half of the class um, is physical workout. And the second half, we talk about a discussion point or a topic that, you know, like core values or even some things that are hard, like forgiveness, um, especially forgiving those that have hurt you um, and forgiving yourself as well. So we talk about in-depth topics and discussion points Hopefully that people can can walk away and apply it to their lives so that their lives improve or progress and just get better. Um, and that's part of always been as my my personal training business from the from the get go. You know when I started five to six years ago um, with reanimation fitness and the whole idea was to reanimate people back to life, put them on the on the, on a path where they can do exercise and focus on their body and their uh, physical health um, without having the pressure of having to look good, having to always, you know, uh, be presentable for the beach. And it's like, no, you can just just focus on how you feel. If you feel better than yesterday for doing a one kilometer jog, that's, 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 that's the, the best thing. Like that's, that's what I want you to get onto is just get onto that, you know, just progress getting on that progressive progressing path you want to just be better than you were yesterday so i wanted to with xander king be able to not just be a clothing line but a movement or a uh, a face or the forefront of a mindset that's probably the best way to to say it. a mindset that no matter where you are in life you can be so unhappy with where you're at but you're not at the end of your life. You know, you can pick up yourself, find better ways to to live and have a better lifestyle, whether that be changing your diet, changing your physical uh, exercise regime, uh, changing the, the, the movies and the TV shows that you watch, changing the music that you're listening to, changing your friends, your circle of friends, you know, you have to make changes and uncomfortable changes sometimes to uh, to put yourself on a better path, in a better mind frame, in a better mindset, one that you know will 
help you in the long run. But back to the the homeless thing, like, and people probably, you know, say to me like, oh, you've never been homeless in your life. Like that's, that's mostly true. <laughs> I'll explain that in a bit. Um, but I have been blessed with great parents who, who were able to provide as best they can a roof over my head or our heads, I should say, because I've got siblings. <laughs> um, and, you know, food on the table. So I'm, and I didn't, you know, not every family is perfect. Every family has their, their malfunctions in a sense, or, you know, their, their, um, <clears throat> there's always friction within family. Obviously, there's personalities that clash, and especially when you're going through teenage years, you know, you're going through hormones, or, you know, the three of us were going through hormones. We're all, um, you know, still finding our way or finding a sense of identity and belonging in, in you know, our school, in our friends, circle of friends, in our community, so to speak. So, Obviously, every family has a, some dysfunction or malfunction within the uh, the relationships. So it wasn't like obviously the most perfect that most people think or was expected to. But um, you know, none of us had to run away from home in a sense. Um, you know, once I did, I came back that same night though. <laughs> um, but it it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't bad to what most. Uh, what I've heard and seen um, some clients that I, that I now talk to have been through, you know, even one of my friends and um, that I've recently been becoming uh, close with and him just saying that his, his mum was a drug dealer when he was, you know, age 10 to 12. Um, and, you know, even just having guys, these like men coming over with weapons, you know, uh, wanting to hurt her because, you know, she wasn't, paying up her debt to them or something you know i didn't have to live through that i didn't have to deal with um you know that desperation of needing to resort to selling drugs to provide for my family or you know sorry for my parents to provide provide for us i didn't have to go through that trauma and some of these kids go through that like just hearing their stories and you're just there going are you serious <laughs> wow that is i can't i i sometimes i can't comprehend it i'm there going and when they're telling me, I don't, I don't obviously show them, you know, any any sign of, you know, judgment or anything like that, which, which I don't judge them for that at all. Um, but sometimes you just got to hold back uh, your tears or hold back your your sympathy or empathy, um, because you know sometimes there are some emotionally traumatized, so they they can attach to you. And if you're not careful, you can attach to them, and then it becomes a dysfunctional, you know, relationship, which is hard. Um, but sometimes you just want to reach out and just and provide for them as best you can. But um, you know, as part of your your job, I, I obviously can't get um, be personal to them. So, and just hearing my friend explain how where he's come from, it's it's really heartbreaking sometimes. Going, you know what? I had it good. I had it so good. Um, but I have tasted homelessness in a sense uh, from my own choice, though. And sorry, mum, that I lied to you about this. <laughs> She's going to be like, what? <laughs> um, but two years ago, um, and not many people actually know this story, but um, I moved out of home when I was about 27. I uh, moved in with a couple of uh, housemates. Uh, they weren't the best, so they moved out and then a, a few more moved in. Uh, they also weren't the greatest. And what 
tipped the point was I'm the, I'm like, I need to get out and live somewhere else. And because it just wasn't working out with the people that I was um, living with. And for those who do rentals or renting, you sometimes like if you're moving out of one place, you obviously have to give notice and you have to find somewhere else. And sometimes you'll be paying double the rent. And I, I had to at one stage pay the full rent uh, when I was transitioning between housemates of people moving in and people moving out. And it wasn't easy and like financially it's just a big strain. <clears throat> so when I decided to end living at the house that I was living in with all the housemates that I that there were the ones that were left, and they're going, I I don't want to live with anyone <laughs> at the moment. I don't want to uh, not even my parents, like and no offense to my parents, they're great, they're amazing. Um, but they just have a lot of stuff. <laughs> And I wanted to get away from being in people's faces and then being in my face and just hearing people walking through the house. And I just, I didn't want to, I just want to be around people full stop. So I actually lived in my car for 10 weeks and I, you can actually see the, the recorded, um, cause I recorded on my phone every night where I stayed. So for 10 weeks I was homeless. The Saturday night though, that I, I actually did go back to my parents, um, and because I had church the next morning and mum irons my shirt, <laughs> everyone's going to be like, what? Your mum your still irons your church shirt? Oh my gosh, Dingo, you're such an, still a child. I'm like, well, I don't have an iron. I don't like ironing. And mum's willing to do it for me. And she gets to see me every now and then because of that. So, you know, win-win, okay? <laughs> don't judge. <laughs> um, so I just found it best if I stay at... Um, their place on Saturday night and I can go to church with them in the morning. So it's, it was a, a, a good, simple plan, <laughs> but the rest of the nights, the six nights a week, I actually, um, slept in my car and I had a change of clothes. Like I went to my mum's on the, on the Saturday, obviously and washed my clothes and got my fresh clothes the next day. Um, and had them all in my car for the whole week. Um, you know, my, my, bathroom bag if that's what you call it bathroom bag <laughs> um toiletry bag that's probably the better word for it how awkward i don't know these things <laughs> toiletry bag um and you know my towel and stuff so and where i parked obviously you you get worried about people breaking into the car and people looking in and you know i don't want torches in my face if somebody was trying to shine a torch to see who was in the car and who was sleeping in the car so i actually got black cardboard and cut out the windows and you know put them all over the windows the front window though i put um one of those reflecting thingies where you cover it so your car doesn't get hot i forget what it's called sun visor no not a sun visor it's one of those you you know what i'm talking about <laughs> um put that at the front obviously to block the front window and for the back window i actually just stacked up my bags so that it will block out the back light the, or the light coming in through the back window um and i would uh sleep in the passenger seat and every night every night except obviously when i was at my mum's i had pizza I would go to Domino's, get a $5 pizza and stay in my car. <laughs> um, and during that time, that whole time that I was homeless, I was actually reading a book called, let me just, so I had my iPad and I would um, download 
ebooks. And the book that I had was uh, the big, Think Big, I think it was called. Uh, the Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. Um, it's such a great book, like a really, really good book. And it made me expand my 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 mind in a sense of what I could do for my business and stuff. So, um, yeah, that was. And then I, uh, the reason why I stopped living in my car, like I could have lived in there for a while, but because the seats are not actually flat <laughs> when they lay down, and mine never actually lay down because it's such a small car, you couldn't really actually fully lay down the the, the back seat. <laughs> um, it was eventually going to destroy my back, and I was aware of that. Like. I've already got very slight scoliosis uh, where my, my top, top half of my back sort of leans to the left by a few degrees. And I didn't want to make that worse. I didn't want to make my back so severely bad just from sleeping incorrectly um, that it was going to damage my future years. So I'm going, you know what, I have to bite my ego and actually find a place to stay. And that's when I looked on Facebook and found a, a, a place in Dapto to live with a couple of um, strangers that I didn't know, um, which a couple of them I'm, I still see every now and then. We're good friends. Um, <clears throat> so that's my that's my experience of being homeless. So I, I, I guess it wasn't as hard because I still had um, a good source of income. I, I saved quite a bit of money, and I paid off my car a little bit more during those ten weeks uh, with the with the loan that I have for my car. Um, the only thing was like showers, like I went to the gym and showered and nobody really took any paid attention to any notice. And if anyone asked, I just said, oh, I just, my, I'm staying at a friend's, just lying to them. And yes, yeah, I'm staying at a friend's at the moment, um, in between, you know, houses and he always has his friends over and I don't really like his friends. So I decide to have dinner after I finish because I finished work at the gym around eight o'clock or eight thirty. Then I'd go grab my pizza, eat in the in the the back room of the gym, <laughs> um, and then I'll have a shower at the gym. And by the time I'm having a shower, it's like nine thirty. So I'd leave the gym about ten o'clock, and there'll be like one or two people in the gym, and I'll just chat to them for a few minutes, and then I'll drive and then go to the location where I parked my car, and that's when I'll read my book and then go to sleep. Um, yeah, so that 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 was the only hard thing was the shower and interacting and telling people or lying to people that I was because I didn't want them to worry about me. I didn't want them to be concerned so much. Um, so I kind of understand probably not as severe as some of the young ones of what they're going through with homelessness, but um, I got a touch or a feel of it. Um, and uh, to be honest, it was the most... The most, some of the most peaceful weeks, I guess, from what I've for the past three years living with housemates that weren't that great. Um, you know, some of them were really good, but most of them weren't that. It wasn't fun. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's a great learning curve. Don't get me wrong. I don't regret it at all. Um, but it just wasn't exceptionally fun as um, I hoped or I expected in a sense. Um, and that comes down to. Um, the relationships weren't as um, uh, they weren't held up. The the follow through of promises wasn't held up. 
um, and really you don't really know uh, a people in a sense, I guess. Well, I guess you don't really know anyone because anyone we're human. We tend to we don't really know exactly what we want in life. We want one thing and then realize when we get it that it's not really what we want. And I think that's what the, most of the people that I had in my life at that time were like. And they're like, oh, it's a great idea to yeah move out of home and move in with you. But when they live with you and see how hard it is because, you know, we all got different times of going to work um, and coming back from work. And, you know, people not pulling their weight around the house or people just being uh, mentally, in a sense, abusive. Um, and then obviously you have to, you know, protect yourself in a sense and you're like, you're putting up your walls of, dis of like, you're setting boundaries a whole lot more. Um, you know, there's no trust, you know, mistrust or distrust bouncing around everywhere. So it didn't feel secure. Like your home should be a place that you feel secure. You feel safe. It's your sanctuary. It's your recharge. You come home and you should be able to just recharge without having any worries about your housemates um, doing things that are inappropriate. Like you shouldn't have to be able to worry about that at all. Uh, you should just be able to trust each other and respect each other's space, which wasn't like that at all with the housemates that I had, um, both, you know, physically and mentally in a sense. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, you know, it can be like that for the kids at, at home. Like if, if you've been brought up with, um, parents that, you know, weren't the best educated, but they even, they still tried their best to provide for the family, but they're not, you know, that what's the word they, they haven't got the right tools, like mental tools and, you know, even physical tools sometimes, to provide for the family efficiently or effectively for that child to um, grow into a, a, a respectable, uh, you know, human part of the community and society in a sense. And it's just a, a constant domino effect from generation to generation, which is, which is sad, um, but no judgment. It's just, a, it's just a, a fact that, you know, some people, don't get the right nurturing from their parents or, and it, and it travels down into generations. Um, so even when I was living with those people, um, in my sense, like the bad experiences, I was still blessed compared to what are some of these clients that go through with their family and why they become homeless in the end. So it's, but back to the whole point of, you know, that well, that is my point of why I donate 30% of the proceeds to Someone youth and family services, and and it's they're doing a massive impact that myself alone can't make a massive impact like that. And I'd rather fund an organisation that is you can see it in front of your eyes the amount of impact they're making to the community. And I thought, and I was thinking, you know what, this is the one of the best ways to for me right now to make a contribution to my community and it's by donating money to this organization that's already doing a great job within the community so uh yeah that's my my the reason why i donate money um one is because i feel it is my duty as a human being and part of this community and society to give back to the community 
and these guys are already doing a great a great job a great job doing so much and behind the scenes that we like most people will never see uh, what goes on so so obviously there's obviously you know the fun parts of obviously running the brand but I just wanted to share with you the the reason why I'm giving 30% of the proceeds to this organization and why I'm charging, you know, $45 for a single print and $50 for a double print, you know, garments. Um, Because some people go, oh, that's pretty expensive. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I understand because, you know, I, I like to go to JJ's and buy, you know, two for 40 <laughs> t-shirts or, um, you know, t-shirts for $15. You know, I, I, I love those sales. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm a cheapskate in a sense, if that was when you call it. Um, but I know that I can't charge those prices because I'm not buying it wholesale and I'm not buying it bulk buy um, because I'm poor <laughs> as a one-man band. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm like, well, this is an avenue and maybe in the future, maybe in the, in, the, in the near future, maybe when I am able to earn more profit somewhere or um, find someone that is wanting to be part of it, um, bulk buy eventually and do limited edition garments and you know prints and you know do more events and more more classes and or more group sessions in a sense and provide more services so that people have access to um, not just great clothing and you know the movement behind it and the mindset behind it but also have uh, you know education on their physical health and their mental health as well and some skills and tools that they can implement on their lives. So I wanted the brand to be much bigger than just a clothing brand. Um, and it's thanks to the ones that are following me at the moment, the ones that do listen to me, and I thank you so much at the moment who have purchased anything of Xander King. I'm, I'm highly grateful because you are putting in money towards Southern the Family Services, you know, helping homeless or the risk of, or, you know, people that are at risk of homelessness at, under the age of 24, you guys are making a massive impact that you don't even realize, that you don't even know. Um, so thank you so much for those that have, you know, bought anything, that have come along to any, uh, any events that I've run or come along to um, any of my group sessions that I run. Um, anyone that listens to these podcasts, thank you to anyone that's listening that, you know, follows me on Instagram or Facebook and, you know, likes my posts and, you know, likes my Instagram TV episodes of King Habits. Thank you so much for being part of me giving back to the community. Um, cause you, this wouldn't obviously be running still in a sense. Well, I'd still be running it, but obviously at a much higher loss because <laughs> it could be coming out of my pocket. Well, it's still, you know, it is coming out of my pocket. Um, but it'll be coming more out of my pocket in a sense. So you guys are doing a great work in providing a lot more funds. Um, you know, it is a small contribution. It's not a massive, obviously, contribution to what they get sometimes from sponsors of businesses and... Um, other organizations and stuff but even this small impact will it, it still goes a long way a massive long way anyway just wanted to i guess clear up and 
express because I haven't done it before exceptionally through any of my my mediums um, of why I donate money or donate 30% of the proceeds of Xander King of the garments on the website to Southern Youth and Family Services. So anyway, with that, I it's almost midnight on a Saturday night on the 24th of April, 2021. Against all odds, still collection is still out. So there's a new collection also coming out. Should I tell you right now? Should I should I should I disclose that ooh, what's brewing? I don't know. Or should I make you guys just wait until it comes out in June? Mm. I'll wait. But I'll give you a hint. There's more against all odds designs coming along. But just keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes peeled. There's also other designs coming along as well for winter, so Again, keep your eyes peeled. And if you go on the website, you might actually see a glimpse, a very tiny glimpse of what is coming. So hop onto that. Um, if you, my podcast now is on not just Spotify, but on Apple Podcast as well. So go onto Apple on, on your iTunes, Apple Podcast, whatever it is called. <laughs> Have a follow or, you know, click on that follow. Even on this uh, Spotify, click on the follow. Um, make sure you have your my you know xanderking.com saved to your bookmarked or favorite websites just so you can come back every now and then for the exclusive stuff that's coming out and whatnot and to keep updated um, and also on my Instagram uh, King, um and Facebook to keep updated for any of my group sessions um, first session's free just letting you know <laughs> um and yeah, that's all about it that I think I've got to tell you. So like, f- like, share and follow and subscribe. I don't know if that's the right way to pr- the order, but you get what I mean. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day if you're listening to this or you know, if you're listening to it in the day or a wonderful night if you're listening to it in the evening. Um, and I hope the week for you goes well. I hope that you're pushing yourself to progress and be better. I hope you're doing your best to, you know, give back to the community as much as you can or as best you can, even if it's just donating a few dollars here and there to organizations that are giving back to the community. Um, or like, uh, go purchase one of my garments and you'll see that 30% of the proceeds go to Southern Youth and Family Services. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll leave you to it and king up.